welcome to the first ever episode of the Movie Digest with me, JQ. Uh, and me, Finn. <laughs> yeah, Finn's new to this. So this podcast is basically about uh, films, our other films. Um, we'll talk about films. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, we, do we digest movies as well? Basically, we will digest movies... Eat and them and then we'll eat the see movies, what comes out the other end. See what comes out the other end and um, the listeners can hear our shit. <laughs> <laughs> never know what that. Is that what digest means? I've never actually thought about it. You yeah, know, when I was the reader's like, digest. Yeah, what? the reader's shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, this is a new weekly podcast where me and Finn discuss uh, movies. Every week we'll come up with our top five something of the week um seeing as this is the first one we will do top five of our favorite films from last year our least favorite films from last year and also our top five movies of all time just starting off nice and slow nice and slow finn do you want to go first and give us your top five movies of all time in descending chronological order um i i find this so hard like i've got a short list of about 40 films (laughs) And I can get three, but the other ones, it pretty much changes all the time depending on which one I've watched more recently. So I'll, I feel like doing the, you know, the thing that David Brent does in The Office. He's like, oh, I'll give you three and then another two if you still need some more. <laughs> so I can give you the list of the ones that are kind of interchange. I'll just rattle through these ones anyway. Uh, High Fidelity, Coffee and Cigarettes, Sideways, Away We Go, Amelie, The Big Lebowski, Batman Begins... Bill and Ted, Cool Runnings, Die Hard, Ghostbusters, GoldenEye, Groundhog Day, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Leon, Pulp Fiction, Star Wars, Terminator, Terminator 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 live action film, not the animation from a few years ago, that was crap. <laughs> Toy Story, Toy Story 2, True Romance, Shawshank Redemption, Dead Man's Shoes, Two Days in Paris, Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. So they kind of all like go in and out of the, the bottom two places. All right, give us your top three so then. The top three. Going from three in in the go, actually in order that I saw them as well. Uh, so number three for me of all time, Jurassic Park. Really? Yeah. Uh, I because I saw that in the cinema when I was. When did it come out? Ninety three. So I would have been uh, seven or eight years old when I saw when it. When I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the first time I remember as a kid just being captivated by being in a cinema, and. It, like genuinely forgetting mm. where I was yeah. I, I, I literally crapped my pants the whole movie <laughs> but I, I was absolutely fascinated by it at the same time so that's definitely up there plus as well like I, I to this day I can I can still quote like any line of the film and stuff like that I never get bored watching good it good girl so. clever girl clever girl clever girl yeah I once had a notion I, I haven't brought this to fruition yet but I think it could work of doing an entire one man show of Jurassic Park at the Edinburgh Festival um, using only regional British accents <laughs> for all the different characters. <laughs> Maybe have like, um, I don't know, uh, John Hammond is like from Yorkshire or something like that. It's like, oh, spared, no expense. <laughs> uh, I think it would be quite good fun. Uh, number two, the number silver two. medal of all time is The Matrix. Really? Uh, I grew up at that period where that was like, I'd never seen anything like that before. It is a good film, certainly groundbreaking. I'd seen Bullet Time before that when people were messing around with it there was one it was a documentary on channel 4 there was a big circle looked like some looked like stargate where they had cameras around and they were throwing buckets of water through it and then taking a picture all at the same time and they were spinning around the water 
So that was a precursor to sort of Matrix. Mm. Matrix was good though. It was just so cool. Like everything about it, the music, mm. the theory, the, well, the acting's not really amazing, but it doesn't have to be. I um, know Kung Fu. <laughs> show me. Uh, and the, the, my number one film of all time, and I, I don't think this will ever change, is uh, Fight Club. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> I was thinking Die Hard. No, 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 yeah. no, no, not Die Hard. Uh, Fight Club, I saw that when I was 18 and it literally changed my life, which sounds really kind of far-reaching to say, but it is totally true. I was 18 and uh, still, I suppose, like kind of fresh-faced, naive, yeah. innocent, didn't really know an awful lot about the world. And uh, it changed everything about what I thought about things and stuff. Because the first time I watched it, I was, at, I, I was at uni and I had a paper due the next day and I finished watching it at 2 a.m., and then I started watching it again <laughs> uh, and had to stay. I didn't go to sleep that night at all because I wanted to watch it twice. Oh, it's so good. I, I could talk about that film endlessly. I remember just... seeing the uh, flash frames of um, Brad Pitt and thinking, what? what What? did I just see? Was that? I couldn't have been real. Yeah. It's good. So that's my, well, that's my top three that I can kind of pick out from the cluster bomb of other movies. A lot of, lot of movies. That, so... uh, I love, yeah. My top five movies of all time number five is The Italian Job the original the original, or the original 1969 <laughs> um, just basically because I like minis and I like Michael Caine mm. um, that's good uh, number four Ghostbusters oh yeah yeah. Oh, I think that was on my list it was on, it was on your list yeah. Yeah. that's just classics too mm. too many Bill Murray's is awesome in that uh, number three is Back to the Future yep I can just watch that all the time uh, number two is Die Hard oh, yeah, okay. I, was, I was watching that last night <laughs> uh, and then number one is Leon Ah, lovely on. It's just my. It's it's just the perfect film almost. I that, I very nearly put that into. I've got it in the list of mm. also films, but yeah, I almost put that in as a concrete top fiver. Um, ah, lovely on. So good. The music, uh, the acting. Uh, Gary Oldman's awesome in it. Plus everyone. <laughs> Luke Besson before he went properly mental as well. Yeah, apparently he wrote um Leon just while he was waiting around to do um. Fifth Dimension, was it? Uh, Fifth Element, yeah. Yeah. Arguably, it's a better film. Oh, Miles better. Yeah. I mean, I, I love The Fifth Element, but mm. it's, yeah, the, you can't compare the two. So there's our top five movies. I kind of hope that would get people's mindset as to what sort of movies we liked. Yeah, we were saying before we started recording, like, I was really scared that most of my choices would make me seem like a perennial 14-year-old. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of stuck in that period between, like, kind of 1993 and... 2000 or something like Is that. Die Hard 89? Uh, 88, I think it was. Yeah, so, so I've got yeah. three movies from the 80s, one from the 90s and one from the 60s. All of mine are from the 90s. Well, from the three. And actually two of them are from the same year. Yeah. 1999, the best year for cinema ever. What was the other one? Fight Club and The Matrix. Oh, right, okay. They're both from 1999. Oh. But you also had, I think South Park, the movie came out that year. Yeah. Uh, American Beauty. There were quite, there were a load oh, of really good films. Be, that yeah, that, uh, I'm not actually put that to my top five instead of Ghostbusters <laughs> so top five films from last year this is probably a little bit easier because there's only X amount of films from last year yeah but again last year was a rubbish year for me like cinema going I just didn't go to see enough of the cool stuff I still haven't seen Skyfall yet which is that's, terrible that's just uh, and I haven't seen The Master The Hobbit Life of Pi well they've only just come out any so. yeah I suppose so but I'll, so I'll need to check them out yeah. but um the five best films I saw last year were uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Not, not uh, saying, what's that about? It's really good. So it's like a kind of, I don't really want to use the phrase coming of age tale, but it's like these kids in high school, one of them doesn't really fit in with anyone. And then he makes friends with 
Emma Watson, the girl from Harry Potter. Right. And oh, right. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was in... We need to talk about Kevin, and they play like a stepbrother and stepsister. And then they basically help him to kind of overcome his shyness and all these kind of things. Uh, but it was just towards the end of the story, you find out why the boy's so shy. Yeah. And it's a lot more full on than what it first appears. So, um, but I totally recommend that. I thought it was amazing. The soundtrack's brilliant because the film's set around about 1991 or something like that. Ah, so they don't okay. use any music after that period. Yeah. Uh, so I just use, it's like Cocteau Twins and um, David Bowie and nice. uh, Sonic Youth and like all these great bands. So yeah, that, that was really good. Um, number four for me was uh, Argo, the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, not seen that. Oh, it was really good. It was quite good fun. And, and one of those really nice occasions where something's when it's funny it's very funny and when it's serious it's, it's funny it's got funny stuff in it well yeah because it's kind of like a bizarre premise so it's like these americans are trapped in oh that's dreadful i can't even remember the country <laughs> um is it pakistan maybe someone israel something like that sandy wherever it was yeah and um he ben affleck works for the fbi and he basically has to try and come up with a way of getting them out without them obviously realising that there are Americans coming into the country where they can't go. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So they put on this front that it's uh, they're they're making a science fiction movie. Um, kind Did they actually of, take any really, props with them? Yeah, yeah. It's like a cheap rip-off of Star Wars, basically. Okay. Um, and it's called Argo. That's the name of the script. That's the name of the film. Right. And uh, so, yeah, but they're trying to do that. So obviously there are quite a few comedic moments in it. And uh, Alan Arkin is... No, yeah, Alan Arkin. Uh, yeah, Alan Arkin is just, anytime he's on the screen, like I was peeing myself laughing. Yeah, but it's, it's really good. And in the serious moments, like it's genuinely tense. Like, so you, you kind of figure out what's going to happen anyway, but it is genuinely tense when it gets to the kind of climax of the movie. Um, so that, that yeah, Argo was amazing. Um, Ruby Sparks. Who? Number three, Ruby Sparks. What it, on earth is Ruby Sparks? It's a kind of like, did you ever see the Will Ferrell film Stranger Than Fiction? Yes. So it's like a kind of take on that. This guy is a writer, Paul Dano. He was in Little Miss Sunshine and There Will Be Blood and a couple of other films. I haven't seen either of those. Oh, they're both amazing. Um, so he plays this kind of like writer who's struggling to, to come up with anything. He had previously had a really big hit with a book right. and uh, was basically still living off the back of that and feels trapped that he can't write anything new. And his therapist uh, just tells him to write a story for himself. So he starts writing about this fictitious girl. And one day this girl becomes a reality. She just right. comes out of thin air. Okay. And uh, Literally out of thin air on yeah, screen. Uh, yeah, basically. She just appears one day. He starts finding things around his house, like a pair of knickers. Oh, or, right. Okay. Uh, like dirty dishes and stuff like that. As if someone's living in the house where he lives with him and his dog. And then eventually one day she's just real. But she doesn't realise that she has been written. <laughs> so she just she has the consciousness of the character so all the memories that he's written about her past that's yeah. what she remembers right. and how she got there and all this kind that of stuff quite interesting. it was really good and it was written by the girl that stars as Ruby Sparks in the movie Right. her name is Zoe Kazan something like that I think it's Zoe Kazan um, she wrote this part basically for her um, and then started in the movie and she's absolutely amazing in it um, it's it just, Zoe Kazan just Zoe Kazan out. yeah <laughs> So yeah, so that was my number three. Number two for me uh, was Cabin in the Woods. Uh, is that the horror one? Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Like, well, I kind of like horror films anyway, but it was like the same way that Scream did when it first came out. It like yes. totally kind of 
is a piss take of itself of the genre yeah, yeah. Um, so what you think is just going to be a straightforward kind of like Cabin in the Wood style slasher pick you know like the yeah. horny teenagers in the wood and all that kind of thing turns out to be completely different so if, for anybody that's not seen it I, I won't spoil it. the ending it is absolutely amazing and it's one of those films where you think oh if they had any balls they'd do this next and then something even better <laughs> than that happens so yeah I, I thought that was great um, uh, but for me I'm kind of biased anyway this will probably come out every single week because it's something that is on my mind I kind of there all the time anyway so no surprises the, the number one film of the year for me was The Dark Knight Rises ah. I think that was pretty obvious I was going to say that yeah that has um, inspired more quotes in the office than uh, <laughs> any other film has ever I think yeah this podcast is painful for you for you <laughs> That's I still pretty... haven't quite perfected my Bean impression yet. If you go on... You um, actually do it better than I do. On YouTube, there's loads of people teaching you how to do impressions. Some guy says, you need to start off like Clint, Bill Clinton, <laughs> and then you change it slightly. And it, But apparently Tom Hardy said he, he based it on a gypsy. Yeah. And I've never heard a gypsy speak like that. <laughs> Would you like your driveway? Read Tom act. <laughs> No. <laughs> so my top five from last year, um, number five, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. And yet number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four was A Woman in Black. Oh, I, I hate that. Did you hate that? that? Was really Radcliffe. good. Yeah. yeah. No, liked it. Uh, <laughs> number three, Looper. Oh, no. That's in my bottom five of last year. Oh, no, I quite liked it. Uh, number two was um, Skyfall. I haven't seen it. Which is uh, awesome. And then my number one is The Avengers. Oh, yeah. Well, I like The Avengers. Mm. But not as much as everybody made out like it was the greatest superhero film of all time. And for me, it wasn't even the greatest superhero film of last summer. Really? So well, yeah. What was yours then? Oh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, you're biased towards DC. I though, am right? biased towards DC and Batman particularly. But yeah. yeah. I'm slightly biased towards Marvel. And uh, it was just a fun film to watch. Yeah. Sit down and people sort of taking the mickey out of each other like most people do in the workplace, as it were. But <laughs> their workplace is slightly more uh, intense. Mm. <laughs> So that was, um, that's last year. Let's look, for, look forward to next year. I've got a list of a couple of films here that are coming out in 2013. Die Hard 5. Looking forward to it or not? Uh, yeah, always. Uh, this is not good material for, for a podcast, but uh, uh, just in case you don't know, I don't have any hair. So um, Bruce Willis is an absolute baldy hero of mine. Um, I... I really liked the last Die Hard. I I, I really enjoyed it. I thought God, it was good. I've only watched it at the cinema once, so I've got to rewatch it. I liked it. I mean, nothing compares to the first one. And Die Hard with a Vengeance is uh, a, a kind of close second to that, and Definitely. then the other ones are kind of there or thereabouts. So I I don't know. It'll be quite good fun. I reckon. Uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, again, I, I'll definitely, I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy that. From what I've heard, it's kind of typical Tarantino, yeah. and I'm absolutely massive Tarantino fan. He, so. He's already got my money, Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, Hitchcock. Yeah, I guess. I, I am quite a big fan of Hitchcock's films, mm. but I, I don't know, a film about Hitchcock, I, I don't know. But I, I'm, just, I'm just a big fan of Anthony Hopkins. I just enjoy yeah. watching him work, so hopefully that'll be good. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Again, but I think he's really good, isn't it? Um, the main guy, the actor, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know so much about films. Um, you, I know you don't like this, but The Lone Ranger. I, I'll probably still go and see it. Mm. Uh, I'm just surprised it's not Tim Burton directing it, uh, seeing as it's got Johnny Depp in it. It's just not the first film that Johnny Depp's done in about 23 years that's not been with uh, <laughs> it feels Tim like Burton it. directing it. 
Like, what has he been in? I can't remember what he's been in without him recently. Well, he's basically only done the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for the past uh, five years. Yes, that's right. Um, got- I did, this is slightly contentious. I, I'm not actually that big a Johnny Depp fan. I don't think he's an amazing actor and I don't think he's particularly good looking so I don't get why people like him on either of those fronts. He's kind of charismatic and like... I think he's different in every role he's done. I don't think he is. No? He's just Johnny Depp and he's... He's he's not um, Daniel Day-Lewis level of different. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I mean, there's definitely more films that I've not enjoyed Johnny Depp in than the ones I have enjoyed him in. But you're not a fan of Tim Burton. No, but I mean, even... Even other films as well. There's a film that he did with Jim Jarmusch, who I, I love most Jim Jarmusch films. It was a film called Dead Man, which is kind of like this weird kind of Western kind of noir movie. It's just really dull. And Johnny Depp is just so bland in it. Like, it's just <laughs> rubbish. And it's just... The, the thing is with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I, I remember going to see the first one in the cinema and I yeah. absolutely loved it because you'd never really seen anything like yeah. that. And it was just stupid fun... And, you know, he was doing his, you know... Yeah, his crazy thing. His crazy thing. But the thing is, like, in every other movie since then, I don't know, like, that that's the point of the movie. Or was him just mucking about? Yeah. It's just basically, like, the Johnny Depp pantomime. And yes. it happens to be other characters involved. Whereas the first one was, like, a kind of really good, proper pirate story and there's a love story and yeah. all these kind of things, which kind of annoyed me from the sequel. So <laughs> I've only seen the second one. What was that one called? Dead Man's Chest. There was that on Stranger Tides. The World's End. No. The World's End was the second one. Oh, right, that's the one I've seen. That's the second one. I Curse can't even the Black remember what's Pearl was the first one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the best one by a mile. Uh, and they've got Man of Steel. Oh, so excited about that. Oh, it's my DC goodness. DC again? Oh, yeah, again. I don't want to be pigeonholed as a DC boy, <laughs> but I'm a total DC boy. But have you seen the trailer? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Like, I watched it about 16 times on repeat. It's so good. It's not that good. It's so good. It's because (laughs) it's different from, like, you know when, there seems to be like this kind of thing that happens with trailers where they they all follow the same thing. So like during, if you watch any of the early 90s trailers, especially the action films or something like that. There was a man. Exactly. It's all that kind of stuff. On a quest. There's a great guy that, I can't remember what his name is. There's a guy that does a, there's a video on YouTube of this guy and he makes up this like fake trailer called <laughs> Little Tortilla Boy and it, he does like all these impressions and he does the voice of the guy you know yeah. who's like in a world you have to fight to survive and all this kind of thing and then he does uh, he was just a regular tortilla vendor <laughs> hey come and get your tortillas <laughs> all this kind of thing he's really funny and he does like uh, impressions of like Morgan Freeman and Keanu Reeves and it's like ah, no way do you know this stuff but um yeah, they all follow the same pattern and the la- all the trailers for the past, like it seems two or three years, mm. have all followed the kind of like, um, kind of pulses. Yeah. And, uh, I think Prometheus like was the first one that did that. Well, Inception even before that did it. It's like these kind of drones, you know, fade to blacks off really yeah. quick shots. Yeah. They all follow the same thing. But the Man of Steel one was completely different. It didn't use that type of music. It used like, uh, it was like kind of gladiator sounding music or something like that. Mm. And I, th- I, I think it looks amazing. It's got such great potential, I just hope it doesn't mess it up. The same way that the last Superman film did, which was Bobbins. Yes. Yeah, Do you know that, that Empire gave that five stars? Out of 50, hopefully? Out of five. Oh, five out of five. For what? I, I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, they, they said it was the best Superman film that had ever been made. I was like... They, they obviously oh, hadn't man. seen any of the other ones then. Yeah, or they were just Crazy. on drugs that day, probably. Now, this doesn't sound like a particularly amazing film, but it might be good just to watch... And turn your brain off is Pacific Rim. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, again, anything by 
Guillermo del Toro. I, I just he's great. Like because he has this thing where he does like one film for himself and then like a kind yeah. of blockbuster and stuff. Yeah, I've loved all of his films. I totally. If anyone hasn't heard of it, it's basically big rift opens up into another dimension. Massive Godzilla-sized monsters come out. Oh, we just happen to have massive robots to go and fight them with. <laughs> it looks amazing. It kind of looks like a modern-day interpretation of a classic Power Rangers episode from yeah. the mid-90s. Yeah, but you know where 20 million quid budget or whatever it is. Yeah, right? instead of like the $80 budget that they had for every episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> Not quite as camp as well. Um, that, that looks amazing. And then we've got The Wolverine. Yeah, excited about that as well. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman's back in it again, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the only one that's been in all of the modern X-Men films. Yeah. I think he's got the world record now for... Not as difficult to be in seven <laughs> films, but yeah. He's been in uh, in all of them. Um, is Star Trek coming out next this year? I can't remember. It might be 2014, I think it <sighs> is. The last one was supposed to be a, a Christmas release, and it was released in the summer, the following summer. Ah. So this one might it's be... It's called Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, again, the trailer looks amazing. Although, I don't know what you think about this. I thought it might be a, a little bit lazy having a revenge plot again as the kind of story. Because the first one's Eric Banner coming to seek his vengeance on Spock. And then this one sounds very much like well, it's Benedict Cumberbatch coming pretty back. Pretty much every film is a revenge-based film, isn't it? Gladiator gets his revenge. Die yeah. Hard gets his revenge on the guy for shooting the guy in the head. I suppose. It's Cool Running's a revenge movie. <laughs> yeah. revenge against the white man um true yeah no it's no. I, I i can see that point every movie is a revenge movie yeah. harry yeah. potter revenge against voldemort yep um what else can we think of the muppets revenge against the guys that are trying to knock down the studio absolutely star trek into darkness is set to be released on may the 17th 2013 cool yes so i'll be he's got my money already as well definitely i'm very much looking forward to seeing Benedict Cumberbatch. He he looks so cool in that part. It's weird because I, I remember seeing him like in all these like kind of bit parts and stuff in little British movies. So like he was in films like Starter for Ten, he's got a tiny role and like tons of other little films and I never thought he was all that good. But then I saw Sherlock. Yeah. Oh my goodness, like that is, the, I think it's the best thing that the BBC have, have done drama wise in years. That was absolutely flawless for me. Both series of Sherlock, I thought they were amazing. I went, I'm just trying to find out when the next for next day they're doing another series. Mm. Um, trying well, they to had to wait till Martin Freeman finished doing The Hobbit and stuff, uh, didn't they? Right, hopefully, he's finished that. Yeah, Hobbit's not uh, massively high on my list at the moment. I'll probably go and see it again. Like, I like the Lord of the Rings films, but I don't hold them in the same regard that a lot of other people do. Yeah, 2013 for series three. The filming of series three was pushed back to March 2013, so maybe we'll see it Christmas time. Yeah, probably. Well, the only other ones I I had uh, I'd written down were my five worst films of last year. Five worst films, go on then. Hit us yeah. with that. But the they're actually <laughs> like I think they were they were mostly the highest grossing films of last year. I think. <laughs> um, you you put Looper in yours. Yeah. I, I I must be like one of about eight people on the planet that actually thought Looper was rubbish. Why did you think it was rubbish? I think it's... Well, there was so much hype. So you had people saying like, oh, it's the new Matrix, which it most certainly isn't. Yeah, the, the trailer is extremely misleading because it has nothing to do... The trailer has nothing to do with what the actual film is about. Yeah. Everyone says, oh, it's just someone shooting him in the back and... Then there's nothing, spoilers, if anyone hasn't seen it, about the little kid and 
what he can do and why that woman runs into the safe, which is uh, quite mm. scary. I just... Because it, 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 it's a movie about time travel. Yeah. But it was incredibly linear for a time travel movie. Like... The, the cool thing about time travel movie is it's meant to kind of mess with your head. Yeah. So even like Back to the Future, you know, there's like parallel universes and different Twelve things. Twelve Monkeys as well. Twelve Monkeys or... I'm in insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, or uh, uh, the last Star Trek movie, you know, there, there was the kind of like parallel dimensions and stuff like that. that I just think... Yeah, that was a bit different because they just wanted a reason to reboot the series. Which was incredibly clever, but very well done at the same time, yeah. I thought. Um, there's an absolutely amazing time travel movie which hardly anyone's ever heard of called Primer. It's a little, it's a little independent movie from about, kind of, I think it's 2004 or something like that. But basically this guy made this movie on a budget of about $5,000 uh, and he acts in it, he directed it, edited it, scored all the music. Really? Uh, did all this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's not a flawless movie, but it just, just like, it really messed with my head when I watched it. And it's one of those ones, as soon as you finish it, you're like, eh? Eh? Have you seen The Time Traveller's Wife? I think I've seen the original. I haven't seen anything, but it's, I, it sounds like an interesting concept. The guy, one guy's seeing time in one way and we're seeing it linear, so he's jumping around. So he's, he already knows his wife and kids before they've been born and before his mm. wife's met him and all this. It's seen, I haven't seen it, but it looks good. No, I haven't seen that. But yeah, again, back to Looper, like I, I just... It, and again, it's got a great cast. It had uh, Bruce Willis, yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Paul Dano was in it as well. He's the little kind of geeky, useless Looper guy that gets killed quite near the start. Vaguely remember. The, Is he the one that owned the flat? No. That you're trying to run away Yeah, from? Joseph Gordon-Levitt tries to hide him in right, his flat. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's him. Um, uh, Jeff Daniels as well. Uh, it, it had an amazing cast, but it was just... And it was a great concept. But yeah. I think it was really poorly realised. And there was hard, there was so many chunks of that movie they could have taken out. Mm. Because it was just so dull to sit through parts of it. I, I was bored watching it, some it of it. It did take a little bit to get going. Yeah. The whole drug thing in the eye, didn't need any of that. Nah, and the bit where he ends up on the farm and stuff like that. I just Half of that was just needless. It was just boring and dull. And uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just It was a good concept, very poorly realised for me. I was just really bored by Sounds it. Sounds like most of the work we do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true, absolutely true. Um, Prometheus for me was one of the worst films of last year mm. as well. I wouldn't say it was worse. I'd say it was just disappointing because the trailer is awesome. I remember when we first watched it, we were just going, oh, "That looks so good." All the questions are going to be answered, and then exactly. Uh, and then, so I yeah. don't mind that it didn't go with the whole alien thing, but what Prometheus felt like to me was the same way that uh, what was the name of the third Star Wars film, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, Revenge of the Sith kind of trundles on for about an hour and a half and then George Lucas thinks oh crap right we need to make him Darth Vader now right. and like that whole thing happens him killing everybody at the Jedi Temple yeah siding with Palpatine yeah fighting Obi-Wan the birth of his children getting burnt to a cinder and yeah. then getting all the plastic bits put on that all happens within about 20 seconds <laughs> and it's just it, it really annoyed me because again there's such a legacy there if you're just faithful to what people would, would expect and that kind of thing I think it would work well um, there was a, a great video I saw on YouTube the other day which is there's a guy that does these things called movie sins right and he basically is like a counter like a ticker and he counts up all these movie sins and Prometheus had like 93 or something like that <laughs> um, but they're really funny and some of them are just really straightforward like what was the expression he used when she's you know uh, spoilers again by the way it, at the end when she's trying to run away from the spaceship that's rolling yeah she's running right? 
why does she run like Shaggy and Scooby-Doo would <laughs> in a straight line not out of the way and then all it took was three rolls to the side to move yeah. out of the way yeah. and for a woman that's just had the world's first ever alien abortion <laughs> she makes a, a pretty speedy recovery yeah. Yeah. you know it, there were so so many things about that movie that were just pathetic like I just I hated it it was awful plus I forked out full price not with my semi world card to go, to take my mate to the Odeon and watch it in 3D. It oh, was absolutely dear. shocking. You feel cheated. I did. I feel cheated. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, just quickly as well, the three other worst films that I saw last year and now that I've got my kind of like, got, gotten off <laughs> my high horse about Looper and Prometheus. Uh, Cosmopolis. What was the, that? It's the Robert Pattinson movie. I haven't watched he's anything in, with Robert Pattinson. Anymore. He's actually not that bad an actor. Yeah. He was okay in it. I was at my with the poster sitting in the back of a limo. A, a limo, yeah. And there's stuff going on. Yeah, it's basically. It, I, I just I didn't really like it. There's been people that said that they really liked it and stuff, but I didn't like it at all. It was just incredibly dull, and even though it had like Paul Giamatti and like all these other really cool people in it, it was just I was awful. Uh, the Hunger Games was just pathetic. Yeah, not seen that. Um, it is basic. Have you seen Battle Royale? Fight, yeah, little bits of it. Right, so it's basically an American PG thirteen version right. of Battle Royale with none of the flair or and the bloodshed. And, and they're hungry. Yeah. If it was if Hunger Games was like a live action version of Hungry Hungry Hippos, <laughs> that would have been a better film than the actual Hunger Games. I'd, I'd probably managed to see that. <laughs> well, they might do, because you know how they made Battleship, which is surprisingly based off Hasbro. Have so you seen make, Battleship? No, I haven't. It's actually quite a good film. I would quite like to see it because it looks it looks stupid and it looks like the film that Transformers should have been plus it's got Liam Neeson in it the only tie in it's got with Battleship is they use these sonars that are loaded out in a grid so they can see the ship coming on a grid so it's everywhere <laughs> so often it'll just zoom out and you see the ship coming towards one the thing that's the only thing that ties it in but it's actually a good film yeah and the, the special effects are amazing all the ships blowing up and all this alien tech sort of running around blowing stuff up it's yeah it's worth a watch I'll definitely check that out but I hear because they were they were supposed to be making Monopoly into a movie what? and uh, all these Hasbro games oh, uh, apparently God. they've signed a contract with Disney to make all these right. different ones so. there you go uh, and the, the the other by far and away the worst film that I saw last year not many people have seen it thank goodness was uh, a film called Iron Sky which was oh, like the, Nazis from Space yeah Nazis escaped to space yeah. during the war have lived on the moon since the 1940s and now trying yeah. to come back and take over the earth I get a really cool, hilarious premise, shockingly done. So it wasn't even so bad; it was good. No, no, not, it was just so bad it was bad, and yeah. that was that was depressing. So that, uh, there we go. My five absolute worst films of last year. Well, my I didn't really think any films were bad last year, but some disappointing ones is because I've got kids, I have to go and see a lot of kids' movies. Uh, I went to see Brave. Oh, that was the, disappointing. Extremely. Oh, that's disappointing. a shame. It had none of the Pixar's magic in it at all. It was just just bland no spark it was it was basically a disney movie made by pixar if that makes sense so it wasn't a pixar movie distributed by disney it was just it had i think they had um issues with directors they went through two directors okay so it kind of just there was no joy in it at all Really? Yeah. I saw something online that was quite funny. Apparently there were people complaining because there were no black characters in it. I <laughs> right. seemingly it's failed to realise that it's 14th century Scotland <laughs> that it's set in. Where oh, uh, there weren't God. even... I don't think there were any English people in Scotland at that time. Yeah. So There was that. What else was slightly disappointing? 
The last film I saw at the cinema was Tinkerbell and the Spirit of the Spirit of the Winter something. <laughs> Charlotte enjoyed it and she's five, so it was oh, all good. I suppose that's the target audience. See, that's the thing when people are they crap all over movies and it's like if you're not the target audience, I don't see why you have to rip them. Because the thing is I, I grew I never grew up reading or watching the Harry Potter books and films. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a couple of them and they're really well made but they're just yeah. not my cup of tea but I, I would never crap on them and actually the same with Twilight I remember I went to see the first Twilight movie I never read the book and it's fine it's okay it's, I've, I've never seen them if people keep going on about it, is it worth watching? I, I wouldn't say so it's okay it's a complete three star movie so if I had that in a box and Die Hard in a box which which disc would I put in? that's, that's not even a, a question <laughs> it has to be Die Hard right, okay. yeah there's nothing special about it, I, I'd say. I but don't know it, why I'm nodding, because okay. this is a podcast, you can't see me nodding. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing really that, that bad with it, but it's just it's not my cup of tea. So The thing I found myself doing while watching Tinkerbell was wondering whether, if she was full size, whether she'd be hot or not. <laughs> and the well, other that gym was well. partially realised in Hook when Julia Roberts grossed the human no, size. No, she's not. she's not hot. No. 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 I actually really liked... Uh, and again, this is kind of more just because of the age I am and what I grew up watching. Uh, I really liked the American Pie reunion movie. I haven't seen that yet. I it's if you enjoyed the first one, yeah. they're all kind of the same thing. And actually, there was I thought there was something quite poignant in it because it's all these people that are, you know, we we saw them when we were back in high school, and now they're yeah. all middle aged and they've got kids yeah. and they've got jobs and responsibilities. I I thought it was really good fun. Um, was there a Fast and the Furious movie? Was that last year? There's about 17 of them now. They're filming another two. Oh, God. I've only seen the, the, the first one, I think. The first the, one's good. The first one's good. The second one's quite good fun as well. The third one is dreadful. The fourth one's so-so. But the most recent one, the fifth one, yeah. is absolutely brilliant. That's the one that's set in Rio. Right. Uh, so if you've never... And it's not one of those ones you really have to know what's happened in between, really. But So it's not getting to the level of uh, Police Academy 8, Mission to Moscow. Not quite. No. No. <laughs> well, the first Police, Police Academy is really good. I, one of my favourite ones is actually Police Academy 3, Back in Training. Back in Training. Is yeah. that where uh, the big guy gets in the back of the car and rips out the front seat so he can start driving it? Uh, I can't remember. It's been ages since I've seen it. But it's got... there's it. Uh, oh, gosh. What's the name of the guy? Ah, really famous kind of like comedy actor from like a ton of different 80s movies. It's so going to annoy me that the guy... I can't remember his name. He's in Scrooged. He's yeah, yeah. He's had a kind of voice and went like that, and he kind of um, he in Scrooge. He's uh, the TV exec that challenges Bill Murray at the start, and then becomes homeless, and then tries to kill Bill Murray at the end, and he, <laughs> he hires him back. Uh, and is he's got a really cool name as well. I can't remember what it is. But anyway, mean, yeah. he plays a character called Animal in Back in Training. You right. know, you know Animal. And there's a bit where they're all trying to like break a door down the best way possible, and all Animal does is scream at the door, and it falls <laughs> off its hinges. Uh, I remember seeing that when I was about twelve years old, thinking it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. So, yeah, I've just got Charlotte into watching uh, Home Alone. Oh, really? She was that her the first Christmas? The first time she's seen it. Um, I didn't realise how young Macaulay Culkin was in it. Is like, he like eight or nine like, or something? But he just like looks really young. Like he's only a few years older than my kids. And you think, oh. yeah. And so Charlotte now says, oh, "What? When, if you go away and burglars come in, I'm going to start doing tricks on them as well." <laughs> Blimey! But yeah, he does do uh, the best movie scream ever. Yeah. And yeah. that spider goes on his face. That's uh, that's amazing. I do love actually. I prefer Home Alone Two, which isn't a popular thing to say. What but happens in Home Alone Two? Lost in New York. Uh, okay. Is it yeah. the same bad guys in it? Yep. Right, okay. Yeah. 
I always preferred it because in that one he's in his house, but in the other one he's in New York and he gets to, you know, eat ice cream in a hotel room, watch uh, movies. And, and what's number three about? Is that got Macaulay I've Culkin never seen nah, that. Nah. Th- it was only the first two that had nah, Macaulay Culkin in them, so that's only the two that I've ever seen. I think there were four of them altogether. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Milk that cow. Yeah. Yeah. Till the teeth runs dry. <laughs> But that's it for the first episode of the Movie Digest. I've been JQ. And I have been Finn. And we'll see you soon.